I have this image that I like to, I see when I think about this part of my life. And it was all of these places that I would go, the Bible studies, MOPS, BSF, church, they were all good seeds being planted into my heart, but my soil wasn't good. So they would produce a little bit of flowering, a little bit of fruit, and then quickly die. And I could see it in all areas of my life starting to spill over. Like I could see it in the way I was parenting and in my marriage and with my friendships and relationships in my life. I could see there wasn't good fruit. Before I had these experiences of listening, I just knew about God. I didn't really truly know God because how can you know someone who you don't hear from them? You're just the one always talking. Listening has changed my life because the more I listen to the one who created me, the more I get to know me. I get a better feel for who I am and how I've been wired, how I've been created, and loving all the things before that I didn't love. I, I, I love those things about me and I can value them now because I know who created me and it's for a purpose. Hey friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you experience the life Jesus offers. I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. We are in the middle of season two, and for the last few episodes, we've been talking about how to listen to God. We've covered a lot of ground in the last three episodes, and we've talked about what God's voice sounds like, how the enemy tries to confuse us, and we've even taken a deep dive with Dr. Carter into how our life experiences, both good and bad, impact our ability to hear God's voice. We've covered all this ground for one reason, so that you can learn how to listen to God. We believe that if you'll make space to listen to God, that he will guide you and begin to transform you into who he's made you to be. And as you surrender to him, you'll begin to experience the life Jesus offers, life to the full, a life lived freely and lightly. Now, it's happened in my life and in the life of my new friend, Christine Zagunas. If you've ever thought hearing from God is for the important people, the pastors or the famous Christians, or if you've thought, you know, it's just not for me, then this conversation is for you. Christine's story is one that you need to hear. She's a normal person just like you and me, and in the last year, she's learned how to slow down and listen to God. And this spiritual practice is changing her life. So I can't think of a better way to close out this part of season two than to talk to Christine about her journey. Christine Zagunas, welcome to Free and Light. Hi, Tim. We are so excited to have you here. Give our audience just a little peek into who you are. Like, just tell us just what's going on in your life. All right. So my name is Christine. I am married to my husband, Jimmy. We've been married for 11 years. We have four children, 10, 8, 6, and 4. Um, I have stayed home since I had my daughter. Um, I just took on a new journey of homeschooling all of them. So this was our first year doing that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you do so have a job. You're a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, yes, yes. So um, it's been a blessing. This year, honestly, has been 
so rewarding already. And I've learned so much. Um, so I spent a lot of time with my kids. I spent a lot of time with them. I spent a lot of time with um, the whole, the hybrid community. Uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, something that I enjoy is coffee and conversation. Yeah. Mm. So I have a, I have a front window, the bay window, and I have two swivel chairs and I have so many friends that have sat right on that other chair and we've had coffee and we've just talked about life and it is, that's probably my favorite place to be. I love that. Well, yeah, you know, we're fans of coffee around Sequel. Oh yeah. It's a big deal. (laughs) It's a big deal. Tell me, how did you hear about Sequel? All right. So about, I think it was eight years ago, I signed up for MOPS. And I had the pleasure of meeting your amazing, wonderful, beautiful wife. And she was just such a light. And for me, eight years ago, it was the start of my journey with Christ. And so it was all new to me. Yeah. Um, Christian women, I I never knew Christian women. I never knew their personalities. I never knew anything about them. I never, I just, that wasn't who I would surround myself with. And so going to MOPS, was a place that it really did transform my life. And so meeting Kelly, getting to know her, getting to know your guys' story, your testimony. And um, she just made such an impact on my life. And so throughout those eight years, you know, we've been a part of certain things that have been the same BSF um, through social media here and there at events, I would run into her. So when I found out that you and her, um, had this ministry, I was all in and I was just really encouraged. And I knew, I knew, I didn't know when, but I knew that I would, I would do it. I knew that I would do a getaway and I knew that I would be there. Yeah. So getaway is like our experience for people who want to get away for a weekend and learn how to be still and listen to Jesus. I often think of it as like, if you're curious about this, listening to God kind of thing, come to getaway. It's, it's one weekend at, at a, at the very least, you are going to get a great rest and uh, and be around good people with good food and, and that sort of thing. And so you signed up uh, knowing you were going to, we were going to take your phone away from you yeah. <laughs> and uh, you were going to be able to learn how to settle and listen to God. And so I'd love to know, like, what made you sign up? I signed up for the fall session. It was in October and a friend of mine she asked me, she said, I'm, I signed up for Sequel. I want you to come. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. I'm, I'm signing up. I did it. Confirmation. So I planned for October. Um, I planned for October, but God planned for another time. Mm. So right before that October meeting, a few days right before, my daughter got COVID. So I had to cancel. And I was so let down, but I knew that there was a reason. And I, I didn't know what the reason was, but I knew that I was not meant to be at that one and that there would be another time. And so I reached out, Kelly said, Hey, let's do not worry. Let's go for, you know, the spring. And so I signed up for the spring. It was in March and from October to March, I feel like the Lord was just revealing so many things in my life. I was so unsettled. I really was like day in and day out. There was a war going on in my mind and in my heart and in my soul. And I really believe that I needed that 
that those few months to happen to really get me to a place where I was ready to come. Mm. And, and honestly, I, I just, again, I, I'm, I'm in awe because I came in and I knew, you know, I knew that I knew God was going to show up. I knew he was. If you had to say like spiritually, what were some of the things going on in your life? You said between like October and March that were starting to come to the surface that kind of prepared you to come to getaway or, or piqued your interest maybe even more about getaway. Where I was spiritually, I feel like I had one foot in with God and then one foot in with the world, trying to figure out how to do this because I didn't grow up a believer. I had no relationship with Jesus prior to, you know, eight years ago, which that it's still fresh and still very new to me. I lived my entire life without him. And so getting to know how does life look like living with Jesus and in a part of the family, and then still knowing there's a world out there that I was a part of for a very long time. There were things in my life that I was still entertaining while being convicted, while knowing this isn't for me, but struggling when people around me weren't having those same convictions. So then I was constantly in my head about things. Is this right? Is this wrong? Should I be doing these things? Should I not be? How does God want me to live this way? Um, There was just so much every single day weighing on my soul and trying to figure it out. And I didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would read the word. I would go to church. I would go to the Bible studies. I would open my heart. I've always been a very open person. I'm not someone who just sits in my soul and doesn't open up. I open up and I ask people for advice or what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I have people in my life that speak truth to me, but still I couldn't get to the bottom of it. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't break free. Um, And I could see it in all areas of my life starting to spill over. Like I could see it in the way I was parenting and in my marriage and with my friendships and relationships in my life, I could see there wasn't good fruit. For most of us, it just doesn't happen overnight. And so it would make sense that you've kind of feel like you got one foot in the world and one foot with God. I mean, that I'll bet you every single person listening to this can relate to that. I have this image that I like to, I see when I think about this part of my life. And it was um, all of these places that I would go, the Bible studies, MOPS, uh, BSF, church, they were all good seeds being planted into my heart, but my soil wasn't good. So they would produce a little bit of flowering, a little bit of fruit, and then quickly die. So I would go, you know, every other day to something because I needed to be filled up. It was every other day I needed to be in church. I needed to be in a Bible study. I needed something. It would produce a little bit, but then it would slowly die. It would wither and it would die off. And I, and I really never got to put my finger on why until now. Now I can definitely see what was happening. Let's talk about uh, you come to Getaway. We take your phone away from you for 48 hours and, and you have to settle and be still and listen to God. Just because this would be so helpful for uh, our friends listening. What was it like for like the, the first couple of hours when you're, you know, just trying to settle and listen to God? Because you hadn't done that before, right? I've never, I've never had an experience where I had to sit 
and yeah, listen. And so for me, there was something that Kelly walked through and it was becoming aware of your surroundings. What do you smell using your senses? What do you hear? And for me, that was something that I still use to this day. And I'll never forget where I was sitting at Haven, what I smelled. I smelled the fire. I heard the crackling. And it was just this, it created, it, it took me to that place where I could, I literally didn't, I, I, I couldn't hear anything else from the silence of where I was. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't that hard. Um, one, because I didn't have my phone. So I didn't reach for my phone. I wasn't thinking about my phone. I didn't have, you know, my watch on. I didn't have anything on. So I was stripped away of all of that. So it was just me. Mm-hmm. You you said there were some things that needed to be dealt with and kind of um, uncovered and addressed. And you hadn't addressed those before, kind of this one foot in the world, one foot out. What were some of the topics that floated to the surface at Getaway? I knew that I struggled with materialism. I struggled with um, people-pleasing, trying to be somebody. You know, since I was a little girl, I I have memories of just never wanting to be me, always wanting to be someone else. I wanted to always be someone who was prettier, who was smarter, um, the one that people would want. Um, so I, I tried to, to find that I tried to be that I tried to, um, you know, the next new thing, like, what could I do? What could I, you know, I started using Botox cause I started noticing wrinkles, you know, so I got to make my face look pretty or, um, just materialism of keeping up with designer clothes and, bags and being oohed and odd and um knowing though deep in my soul that this wasn't right you know and I have daughters so you know that would weigh on me of I didn't want them to grow up and have this battle that I've had my entire life I can totally relate to that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like nice stuff everybody who's listen to free enlightened and, and hear us talk about three things we love. I always have the most expensive thing. <laughs> I, I totally get that. You know, it's interesting when you're, you're saying that when I think about my life, it's like the thing is not the thing. Oh, yeah. Like the that's the surface. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. the surface thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's not what really is going on. And so when you're at getaway and you're listening uh, and you're, you know, you're going through the five F's, that's one of the things that we have people go through in evaluating your life and just kind of thinking about who do you want to become that, that kind of thing. What did you hear from God? So I was honestly blown away by this because I was hoping God would stay at the surfacey level of like, kind of just give me something that can help me break free from this, that just, you know, takes away the materialism, takes away the comparison, takes away all of this. But he went right to my heart, right to the thing beneath the thing. And I remember sitting there and my eyes were closed and um, I was just waiting. I was waiting on something. And for me, one of the things that I've learned is that he has 
he knows me best. So he has wired me. So he is going to speak to me in a way that he does not maybe speak to everyone else. Before I would probably write these things off as like, no, that was just me. But now I know that's how God speaks to me. He gives me images and then I can sit with them and he gives me more images. And they're literally the most beautiful things I've ever seen. So when I was sitting there, all I could see was like this intimate scene of these eyes on me. And I was just, I, I, I wanted to stay there. I didn't want to rush it. I just wanted to stay there. And I've seen this scene before, like I've seen it. And I've always like dreamt about it of just this intimate relationship of being swooned over, of being loved, of being adored. And I just sat there with my eyes closed and I was just open of just like, okay, tell me more, show me more, show me more. And the light slowly started going up and I could see clearer and these eyes opened and it's like, it was backed up. Like the camera was like close up on the eyes, but it slowly drift, like slowly backed up. And all I could see was Jesus. And it was like in that moment, it was all I could feel and know and think was that the one who my soul has been longing for has been him. The one who I've seeked to went over my soul to love me for me to be enough like he's it's been him all along and so that was the first time that I have felt that that I've mm. seen anything like that and it wrecked me mm. to know that you are deeply deeply loved yeah I'm enough I'm more than enough yeah. I'm you know there's there's nothing that I can do. Like there's nothing I could add to my life. Nothing I could add to my beauty. Nothing I could add to any of it. Like just me being me with him in him is it's it. Yeah. Now I'm going to state something super obvious here. And that sounds insane to the average person listening to that story. <laughs> Oh, would you agree with me generally? Right. Like, oh, sure. You saw yeah. some image and right. Yeah. But here's the thing that I think is so beautiful on that is it completely lines up with God's word, which is, he says, you are beloved. He loves you. He created you on purpose with a purpose that he knows your heart more than you know your heart. And on the surface, all of these other things that objectively, we all know the search for more and materialism and all the, all these things. They're just, you know, searching for God in a, in a different direction. And so he doesn't address what's on the surface. He address, addresses right what's at the heart. He says, hey, I know you're searching for me, and I'm here, and I love you. And so he speaks to us in different ways. Sometimes it's through scripture. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's through another person. And I just love that. He made you this way. You're clearly a visual person. And he gives you this image and then whispers these words, I love you. And it was exactly what I needed yeah. before he could do anything. Mm -hmm. I needed I needed it to start there. And only he knew, he, knew, he knew that. So just because you heard that doesn't mean like you're all of a sudden transformed. There's got to be some obedience that comes with that. And I want you to tell us the story since you brought up materialism, uh, tell us the story of the Louis Vuitton purse. 
I had a little bit of an obsession with daydreaming about these bags, these Louis Vuitton bags that I would see all around. And so I ended up getting myself a bag and I not only got myself a bag, I ended up getting myself a wallet and then I got myself another purse. And so a Louis Vuitton purse is, it's a very big, expensive purchase. And so when I was at Sequel, I felt him whisper to me, these bags will never give you what I can give you. Like give up these bags, get rid of the bags, sell the bags. You don't need them. What you need is more time with me. And so I was obedient to that. I came home, I sold those bags and I used that money and invested it into my one year with Sequel. I just love that. You've been on a journey uh, at Encourage, our one-year experience for the last year. You've been practicing listening now uh, for uh, the last year. How has it been going as you're sort of implementing this spiritual practice in your day-to-day life? Like, how has listening changed your life? So listening um, has changed my life because the more I listen to the one who created me, the more I get to know me, I I get a better feel for who I am and how I've been wired, how I've been created and loving all the things before that I didn't love. I, I, I love those things about me and I can value them now because I know who created me and it's for a purpose. So before I had these experiences of listening I just knew about God. I didn't really truly know God because how can you know someone who you don't hear from them? You're just the one always talking. So now I feel like we're in this relationship. And um, the last year has, there has been so many ups and downs. And I honestly cannot tell you that it is only listening to him that has gotten me through. I, there's things that I literally, I cannot even believe that I'm able to sit here and, and worship him, praise him. Um, I'm filled with joy. I mean, there are areas in my life that I'm so sad over, but I'm so loved and I'm so just overwhelmed in awe of just who he is. And so I keep putting my focus on all that he is and no longer do I look at myself and pick apart all the things that I'm not. You've been a Christian now for eight years and, you know, transformation is, is not a straight line and it's, you know, it's got its ups and downs and um, it's a process, but this spiritual practice has like turbocharged your transformation to where you've gone from knowing about God, uh, which is important. We need to know about God. We need to know his word and and all, all those things, but that, deep, intimate connection is ultimately what's transforming your heart. And I just am so excited about what's next for you. Yeah, it's been a 180 in my life, a complete 180, where before I was I was on tiptoes around everything in my life and to where now I'm walking freer. I didn't get to tell you, Tim, about when I got home from Sequel. When I left Sequel, Right before I left, there was a prayer of surrender. And it was like the first time in my life that I I really felt like I surrendered over my life to him. And I remember looking up at my friend standing there and I was like, did I just lose five pounds? Because I feel so much lighter. Like I could 
I could feel it. I could feel it. I walked differently. My shoulders were different. Driving home, my kids were at church with my husband and they were meeting me back at home. I beat them home. And so I'm sitting inside on the couch and I'm filled with butterflies. And I'm like, why do I have butterflies in my stomach? They walked in and I literally looked at them like I haven't seen them in years. I looked at Jimmy and I said, I feel like I've been away for years. Like I was in prison and now I'm like out and I can see you guys. I can see my kids. I could look at their faces and it was just life-changing. It's life-changing to have him, to know who he is in my life, the confidence that that brings and just knowing that everything's going to be okay. I want to ask one last question. What would you say to somebody who's spiritually stuck to get them to sort of move off the fence and pursue a close connection with God through listening? So I would say that through listening, that I was able and am able to get a clearer picture of who God is and where God wants me to be. And apart from it, I'm just walking around in circles. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that do the same thing. They just go through the daily mundane tasks that we have to get through. And every one of us, I feel like we long for more. And the only way to know what God wants for us is to sit down, be still, and hear from Him. Christine, thanks for sharing your story. This has been a, uh, a gift to hear what God is doing in your life. I'm glad that you're in this encouraged group. And uh, thanks for encouraging us. Thanks for being on Free and Light. Thanks for having me. Free and Light is a podcast of Sequel Ministries. We believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate connection with Jesus. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit us at sequel.org slash donate. 